Welcome back to Musings on Faith, a podcast from St. George Episcopal Church in the Villages, Florida. This month, our podcast series focuses on getting to know the Episcopal Church. I am Marianne DeSantis, a parishioner at St. George and your host. Today, I'm talking with the Reverend Nancy Bryson about the unique architecture often found in many Episcopal churches. A lifelong Episcopalian, Deacon Nancy is a former school administrator and teacher. She was ordained to the Sacred Order of Deacons in the Diocese of Central Florida in September 2015. Thank you, Deacon Nancy, for participating in our Getting to Know the Episcopal Church series. Often, visitors find that the architecture of Episcopal churches is different from other denominations. It seems the areas inside the church all have different names. One of the things I've personally wondered about is why the nave is called a nave, which is a ship's term. What can you tell me about that? Well, Marianne, the uh, word nave uh, comes from the Latin word navis, and it does mean uh, ship, exactly. And the main purpose of of, uh, the worship space is it was intentionally built to resemble a ship, or more like Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark is a very famous story, even those who are not uh, that familiar with the Bible tend to know about Noah's Ark. So being inside of a church and looking up, if the church is, is, is built, it was built in more colonial times, if you looked up, you would think that you were in the underbelly of a ship looking forward. And as we know, there are so many references to ships and fishing uh, in the Bible that it's really a great representation of, of be fishers of men. It's very interesting. Well, let's tell me about the other areas of the church, uh, starting from the outside in, and you know what uh, the significance of those are, and how those may possibly relate back to the Bible. Okay, um, the the church itself uh, it is is shaped in, in in a cruciform way, like a cross, and um, you know the main part of the church is the nave, and and it comes forward. It's a wide aisle that goes from the back of the church to the front where the altar is. And with a cruciform shape, most churches are, are uh, laid out uh, so that um, the altar is always on the east side of the church. Why so, is that? Well, uh, we, we, we look at that in, in, in thinking that it was the you know, star in the east that brought us to Bethlehem. And, and um, so I think that that is one of the uh, reasons why. And also that the sun rises in the east. And for us, Jesus is the light of the world. So I think that that's a, a very important uh, piece to understand that, that it could be the star of Bethlehem, other people believe is in, in the light of the world. So I do believe that that is, is why the, the churches are, are, most churches are laid out in, in that fashion. And it's lovely in the morning, so that when the sun is, is rising, it comes through the stained glass windows uh, inside, and you can mm-hmm. see that. Uh, it's a beautiful picture in the morning uh, from the nave. So yes. anyway, um, if, if we started on the outside of the church, we would approach the church doors, and sometimes the church doors in an Episcopal church are red. And uh, there is different sim- uh, uh, symbolism for red doors. I've heard one story that, you know, the. The church sexton just ran out of paint one time, and the tradition caught on. Uh, there are other other explanations, and that red is a welcoming color. And uh, the uh, our motto for the Episcopal Church around the world is, the Episcopal Church welcomes you. 
and red is part of the Episcopal Church logo, so it stands right out, no. mm -hmm. and, and, and it has a, a nice connection in that way. Also, uh, the red can also symbolize the, the blood of Christ. But I also know that uh, I, someone else is doing a podcast on the symbolism, so we'll leave it for that, and, and uh, a deeper explanation uh, most likely will be given then. So if we start outside the church, uh, and we come in the doors, uh, we enter the narthex. Narthex is another word for lobby. More modern churches have a large narthex to bring people indoors. It's the entry point, a point where greeters would greet uh, uh, the guests and the parishioners, a, a time to catch up with one another. Some of the older churches do not have narthex, but narthex can be used to, to represent a porch that has a cover on it. It's the entry point to the church and before you uh, come into the nave. We're, we're lucky in that we have both at St. George. We do, we do. <laughs> we have a, a covered area, we have a, a lovely narthex, and then when you stand in, in, in the narthex and, and you look forward, the altar is, is quite right at the end, the east end of the building. So as you enter the church, you traditionally would enter uh, the nave, and the nave is, is the place of worship for, for the parishioners for the congregants and, and our guests. Sometimes the nave is also called the sanctuary. There's nothing wrong with using those words interchangeably, but in architectural terms, the sanctuary is a, it is a different place um, in, in, in the church building. So as you, as you walk in through the narthex and the nave, uh, heading towards the east wall, you will come across um, uh, a pathway where the cruciform, the arms of the church, uh, um, spread out, uh, one to the right, one to the left, and that is called the transept. Oh. The right side of the transept um, at St. George Church is, is where the church, uh, uh, the excuse me, the choir uh, is seated. Mm -hmm. On the left side, it's like a small, more intimate worship space with just a few pews and, and the memorial candles are there. So one side is, 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 is the north side, and one side uh, is the south side. Looking up from, from the transept area at that crossing, is what they call it, you will find our pulpit is on the left. Our pulpit is on, on the north side. The north side represents the gospel side uh, in our particular building. The, the gospel side? The gospel side, side okay. right. Okay. And that's where the word of the Lord is always preached with, with, the, uh, with the sermon. For each service, on the on the right hand side, on on the uh, south side, you would find uh, an ambo or or a lectern, and that is where the lay people, uh, our lay readers, uh, present the um, epistle and the psalms and and any other readings mm -hmm. that that are scheduled for that particular day. As you approach the altar uh, from the main aisle of the church, and you approach the crossing. Again, the transepts are on each, each side for you. You would step up a few steps into the sanctuary. The sanctuary becomes the holy area. Our particular church, is, is, our sanctuary is, is uh, uh, guided by the altar rail that's there. So as soon as you step into the sanctuary, you are stepping up a few steps and you are at, at the altar rail. And um, then moving from the altar rail, you move into where the altar is. At the top of the steps, it becomes known as the chancel. And so the chancel is the area 
where the Holy Eucharist is prepared by the deacon and the Eucharist is celebrated uh, by the priest. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it becomes a very holy area. And behind uh, the altar uh, in St. George Church uh, is where the, uh, the um, Eucharistic ministers would be seated and um, where other, uh, uh, other ordained clergy may be seated uh, in preparation for, for their part in, in, in either the liturgy of the word or the liturgy of the table. Mm -hmm. So that covers a lot of, of, of what we have at St. George. Um, might there be any other questions, Marianne, that, that you have on your mind um, at this moment? Tell me about the, the area where uh, the Eucharist is stored. There's a red light, I believe, on the right side. What can you tell right. me a little bit about that? At St. George, we have a, a memorial candle uh, that um, is uh, lit 24 hours a day. And that candle signifies uh, the light of Christ. Also, we have a cabinet in the wall, and it is called the ombre. And the ombre is the place where we store the consecrated uh, bread and wine in preparation for uh, home communion or any emergency that might arise uh, at the hospital. But with that constantly lit candle, it does signify that Christ is indeed in this place, in this church, and uh, for us it is represented by his body and blood that is, that is stored and, and capably um, safely kept uh, for those who uh, may need that. Okay, okay. Well, well, thank you, Deacon Nancy. We appreciate your time today. Listeners, please email your questions and comments to musing on, musingsonfaith at gmail.com. We will answer your questions on our website or in future podcasts. Thank you.